Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Listen, listen. If, if the Minnesota Timberwolves trade cap, right, that's probably one of the worst things they can do right now. I'm going I'm to keep it simple like this. The rumors but are... They love cap, but they love cap. They love but cap. The room, I'm going to say like this, Pat, and this is the easiest... This is all I'm going to say on it. The rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them to be. Right. That makes sense. Oh, wow. Cryptic. Mm-hmm. Cryptic cat on the Pat Bev podcast, Barstool Sports. Pat Beverly, do you guys know, has a Barstool Sports weekly podcast? Yes. It's pretty good. And I'm guessing he's paid pretty well for it, too, because it's probably wildly entertaining. Well, and he probably, after his, he had a couple ESPN appearances last year. It was like right around this time that, I think uh, skyrocketed his media value, uh-huh. but you could kind of tell too that he's not like the, he's not the formulaic ESPN guy that's going to get on there right. and give you the he's he's a little rough around the edges. So Barstool's a good spot for him. So uh, well, that was just one of a few different interesting clips from Carl Anthony Towns' appearance on that podcast. Uh, welcome into a Thursday reckless speculation edition of Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. You're home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment therapy and speculation. And we should always put out the disclaimer that whatever we talk about on Thursdays here or under the reckless speculation umbrella, it's a safe space. We entertain various ideas and premises here. Okay. It's a no judgment zone. If you have a trade idea or if we see stuff floating around the internet or if there's theories you want to put out there, this is a safe space for speculation. I feel like we need that disclaimer every week because as you guys know, we put this stuff out there. What do you? Th- this will never happen. What do you? You guys are make clickbait score north. You guys are making stuff up. I feel like we're getting that less now, though. I feel like a, a year ago or two years back, I feel like we got that a ton. And as more weird stuff happens, I feel like a lot of folks are like, okay, yeah, you know, it probably won't ha- happen. But if I say it, it definitely won't. I might look stupid, like yesterday, for instance. When Kirk Cousins just suddenly decides to say, who knows, Dalvin Cook might come back here. I would have said to Kirk, that's not going to happen. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yet here is his former teammate floating it. So I feel like reckless speculation has really found a home where it's almost comfortable now. Why did well, did did he did Kirk have information? Do have we confirmed twenty four hours later, or was no. he just floating stuff? No, and and again, I will criticize myself 
I didn't think fast enough. I, I should have jumped in and said, do you know something to at least, and I'm not saying that he, he'd say, Oh, of course I do. But at yeah. least that would have brought it to a head a little bit more. I think, look, I was there. I'll take responsibility. We dropped the ball. We should have followed up on that. Yeah. I'm surprised that nobody followed up. Shame well, on I'm, you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going the, to figure it myself. I was right there. I could have easily done it. The assembled media real quick. And before we get to, to the other clip here, which is, just about his uh, his status in the game here. What did you make of his response to some of the trade buzz? Just saying that yeah. the rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them. Well, while the last part of that clip was one of the co-hosts, not it was not Pat Bev saying, "Yeah, th- that makes sense." I think that part of it was just typical cryptic cat. So, what is he saying? Like, what comes out of the like? Is he accusing the wolves of leaking? stuff and then saying it's as true as what they leak out because you know the Timberwolves obviously are not coming out publicly and talking about this yeah but but you know I mean I think Cat deals in a few different worlds and one of the worlds he deals in to me is cryptic Cat and that was cryptic like I don't know what to make of it exactly like is that the Stefan Diggs there's truth to all rumors is that accusing the Timberwolves of again leaking well like his you tell me God, I feel like his tone is always just bizarre. Like that clip that we just played, it's almost like he's reaching through the screen a little bit and sending a warning shot to the Timberwolves front office or something. Like I'm going to put it this way. The rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them. It's like, well, no, I mean, everyone's name pops up in trade rumors. And so it's not, you're not like unique to having your name pop up. And by the way, I think, most of the trade rumors at this point have just been sort of fan and media generated. You're looking at the landscape of the next 15 months. You're looking at the new CBA. I mean, this is what we've been doing on this show. And you're and you're seeing, oh, they're probably not going to be able to keep all these players. So logically, like which if they had to commit to a certain core or if they had to trade someone in the next 15 months, what would it look like? To this point, I don't think we've seen, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but have we seen a Shams or a Woj or a oh. local like a Johnny K. Like there's been Dane Moore, right? And there's been no actual reporting. It's been mostly just workshopping ideas among sort of the NBA fan and media universe, right? Accurate. I saw an athletic thing from the Celtics guys, just like five bold moves the Celtics could do, and I quickly combed through it, and there was not even a mention of Carl Anthony Towns. So, yeah, yeah. it's been all fan-oriented for the most part. I do real quick here because it is Reckless Speculation Thursday. I do have another one here. Every day, there's just another batch of Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas from the internet. And this one's from NBAanalysis.net. The headline is, Raptors land Carl Anthony Towns in bold NBA trade scenario. Reckless speculation. All right. right. So, and they, of course, they make you click through like four pages to get to the actual. Can't do that. I hate doing that. So it's uh oh they even photoshopped cat in a Raptors uniform. Oh, nice. Wow, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So it says um the Wolves are rumored to be shopping towns. Again, I don't think that's true. I don't think I don't think anyone's actually reported. This is where it gets out of control. It's like yeah. there there's been no reporting that they're shopping towns. These are all just theories, which is fine. It's a fun time of year to be yeah. an NBA fan. Again, safe space. I'm not going to draw a line here. Go ahead. He didn't look like a good fit with Rudy Gobert this season, and the Wolves would get more value for Towns than they would for Gobert. Yeah, now that's in line with reckless speculation. 
Could they send Towns to the Raptors? Here's what the deal would look like. The Timberwolves, well, the Raptors would get Towns. The Timberwolves would get a 2023 first-round pick, so this year's first-round pick, which is the 13th pick for Toronto, a 2026 first-round pick, forward OG Ananobi, really good, versatile player, and guard-slash-forward Gary Trent Jr., Minnesota's own Gary Trent Jr., one of the better three-point shooters, I think, statistically, in the National Basketball Association. So just for some context on their contracts, uh, Gary Trent Jr., I believe, only has one year left. It's a player option. I'm not super up to speed on these Raptors contracts, but it's an $18.8 million player option. So let's assume it's just under $19 million for this next season, and then he becomes a free agent. Ananobi is at 18 and a half and then a $20 million player option for the following year. So, so cat would be under contract for like what? Six more years. I believe this season, is it five more seasons? So the Raptors would get like five or six years of cat. The wolves would get maybe two years of Ananobi one year of Gary Trent jr. Uh, these guys are both in their like mid twenties, right? Ananobi is 25. And then I think Gary Trent Jr. is even younger than that, right? He's uh, 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So two good rotational players, but not a lot of long-term commitment there. And then two first-round picks back. Your thoughts? Um, I prefer all of the trades that you ran through as possibilities yesterday to this one. Okay. Yeah, so, so do a lot, doesn't do a whole lot for me as well. This I one like, does. I like those two players. Yeah. I like those two players. But this one's a little bit more in line with the trades that, that you ran through on was it Monday or Tuesday? So I, I don't hate this one, but I am like the Rockets trade to me was far more intriguing. Okay. I'm a maybe on this. Like I like the concept of if you could get me a couple of picks back and a good rotational player or two sure. that fit with Anthony Edwards and fit maybe the age, if you can get a little younger, closer to 24, 25 instead of 30, I like that concept, but uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled on the Carl Anthony Towns trade workshop room. Speculation. The other thing he said, I think the thing that's making the most rounds on the internet is this next clip. So, Dex, you can just roll this and we'll react to it. I'm going to put it like this. I feel like when my time's up and my and I retire and I put the shoes up and I say, you know what, Pat? I'm a, I'm a, me, the kids, and the wife, we're going to head out to the sunset and enjoy life. I feel like there's going to be people who are going to say, you know, that I changed the game. And I'm going to be very appreciative of that. Guys. Everything's up for stipulation. And you know what I like to say is that no matter when think when this is all over, that there's going to be kids coming up saying that they're going to be able to play a different way because I played an NBA and did it a different way. Your thoughts? It's actually, that's the first time I've seen the full clip through. I saw the quotes. It's actually not as bad as I thought because of how he is built and what he can do. Um, he could, how he plays could change some of the thinking towards guys his size. So if he's saying that he opened up that, some doors, that's taking a lot of credit, a because, lot of credit. Well, but I'm, but I'm just, I'm trying to see it through as kind as possible. Um, I. That's new. That's new. Well. It's a new, we got a new a new judge. A in, new hear, judge here. in hearing him, I think what he's what he is saying is 
that he is being allowed to play a, play a way that most guys his size have not been. Now, does that mean that how he changed the game will land him in Springfield, Mass., in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. But do I see maybe an interpretation? But the problem with, with what I just said in its entirety is that positionless basketball is now a thing. So it's not like it's not like Cat's the only guy who they're going to be like, oh, my God, a big guy could shoot a three-pointer. Now we're going to change. But just to be as kind as possible, that's that's how I'll torture it into not being one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I feel like I wake up every day as we prep for this show, and my, my first goal is don't be an ass to Cat. Don't bully Carl Anthony Towns. Phil, you've sure. been – ever since I sort of like went ragey during the – was it the, it was not Grizzlies. this year's, last year's Grizzlies Mem- series. It was the Memphis thing when you called him a clown six times in the course of one show. Yeah, it might have been more than six, too. And I feel like, all right, was calling him a clown six times in one angry postgame show too aggressive? So I've, I've tried to have some self-awareness over the last, like, 12 months about how I go about talking about Carl Anthony Towns. But then every month something like this happens or he like he comes back from injury and they beat the Hawks on a random Wednesday night well, and he's like, He's emotionally calling it a movie script. This is what movies are made out of, right? It's like, well, it's a Wednesday night regular season game. You're not the only player that's ever missed a couple months with an injury and came back. Like, the movie script would be postseason. He just, what he said to Pat Bev is nonsense. It's nonsense. And furthermore, and we'll get back to, like, if he's actually one of the players that changed the game in the way, like Steph Curry changed the game. You get all these little kids coming up shooting half-court threes now in youth basketball. He changed the game, right? I'll get back to sort of where, what role does he play in the evolution of how big men play in, in the game of basketball. It's about self-awareness. There's no reason to pump your tires like this when you've done nothing meaningful in the postseason, ever. His teams are 60 games under 500 in the regular season. Postseason, he's basically no-showed half the games they've played. I think they have four postseason wins with Carl Anthony Towns in eight years. They've never won a playoff series, obviously, with him on the roster. So, like, until you get to the second round, at least, or something, or, I mean, God forbid, make a run like Jokic, and, and if you really want to be a big man unicorn... That, that carries your team, maybe maybe carry them closer to a championship like Jokic sure. did. Absolutely. It's like, I, I just, I don't even know if I would say it, like, does Jokic say stuff like this? Jokic could say stuff like this. Does Dirk Nowitzki say stuff? Does Dirk Nowitzki well, come Jokic out and say, little kids, aware. little seven-foot kids are, are changing the way, yeah, changing the way that they play basketball <laughs> because of me. I hear you. It's just like, why would you even... What's the upside of even saying it out loud? Even if it were true, which it's not, why would you say it out loud? That's my plea to him. Like, a little self-awareness can go a long way. Carl Anthony Towns never thinks about what he says, though. I mean, this is just, I mean, there's a litany. There's a long line of of garbage strewn through his career here where he says things that show that that he is not self-aware. But I think... I'm saving my angst for I, what I hope is the next clip, though, because this that's that's the clip where I think he went off the cliff. Like this, I can at least torture it into be, being nice. The next one, I just want to dump on this. Uh, we, we don't have that clip, Dukes, so we don't. Uh, we don't well, we'll talk one. about it then. Okay. We'll, oh, Jeb we'll, was setting. What were you setting up there? His 
his clip where he actually says where where his voice it's the one where his voice actually does change it morphs in, into high pitched cat okay is it the one where he is so it's you and i Denver saw the Nuggets same clip comparison. somewhere it's the denver nuggets comparison yeah yes okay so he i'll paraphrase it so he basically said uh that the wolves making the playoffs and i think he was referring to 2 years ago he was with when, Pat when Pat Bev was on the team. Yes, that's what he's talking about. That, hey, that team, you know, they added a couple, they they added Pat Bev, and they had a new coach for the for a full season and stuff, and they got off to a bad start, and they had to kind of get their acting gear in December, January. He said the Wolves making the playoffs two years ago was more impressive than what the Nuggets did because the Nuggets had four years to gel. Okay. That's what he, it's what he was saying. Yeah. Okay, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard a human being say. <laughs> that is beyond it's it is seriously. The he yes, he and Pat Bev are patting wild. themselves on the back for winning a play in game and making the first round of the playoffs. Okay, if they stop there, I'd be like, I kinda love that, but I get it. They made the playoffs. Pat Bev was happy, but he is saying the Denver Nuggets playing through four series and winning an NBA championship is not quite as impressive as that Timberwolves collection gelling to win a play-in game, in which, by the way, against the Clippers, Carl Anthony Towns disappeared, and D'Lo was magnificent, and without D'Lo, they lose the play-in game. They don't make the playoffs. And then he's saying the Memphis series, in which Carl was up and down, and at times had to be called a clown by you six times to eight times in one show because he was oh, so yeah. bad. Oh, that, he had to be called a clown, but I did. I did. Well, he was a clown, and this is a clown comment, bro. This is one of the most clown things I've ever heard. You are comparing that and saying what we did was more impressive? You and, can say you changed the game, but you changed stupid statements with that one. That And one. in oh. this next clip we're going to play, which, I mean, it gets even worse. The Dex, roll the next clip. I'm just kidding. We don't. Click. But, like, but like I I had to, so, so we, I saw some people tweeting us, like, you won't believe what he said. And uh, and I did go back and, and, and dug through and, and found it. And it's, it's, I mean, it's literally like he literally they're literally discrediting the Nuggets because, well, they've had four years to gel. And his voice goes super high, too. I think that's when Cat knows he's full of bleep. His voice gets like super high pitched. And it's like and every time it yeah. does, he's basically lying. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good like yeah, poker table. Tell there's a whole FBI thing agent where he has this like this octave of different voices he uses i know levitard yes. and amin broke it down too that he just has these weird quirks where he mm. just starts talking differently my brother lives in north carolina as we know brother liam and sometimes brother liam will bring his accent back with him it's like liam you grew up in minnesota for 20 years and like i understand being <laughs> around some sub your wife is from the south your in-laws are from the, from north carolina but like you you can just talk like you normally do, pal. You don't have to like now fake a new accent. It's a big thing in the family events. I feel like though, if you if you do spend, yeah, you know, I knew someone who went and moved to like Australia for a few years, yeah, and they more. then had an Australian accent, sort of, when they came back. You, you pick up sort of a, well, you words. Pick up a, a yes. dialect, yes, that, dialect. no, that's that's fine. I'm talking about your voice going up. Here's the thing, Pat <laughs> Here's the thing. We were we put us together. Now we're we? bullying. Now we're bullying. He deserves to be bullied. It's one of the stupidest <laughs> statements I've ever heard. Oh the my Nuggets god! Won the championship. It would be like it would be like Marcus Foligno saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Vegas winning the Stanley Cup is nice, but us getting to the playoffs—that's what was really impressive." Yeah, I don't like. Let's get back to the change the game thing too, because I have now that we've kind of gone through these, I I just want to circle back to that in a second here. But a shout out 
to our friends at uh, Chris Finch Home Solutions. No, it's not Chris Finch Home Solutions. It's just Finch Home Solutions. Finch Home Solutions. They might be so, distant distant relatives, though, if you go far enough back. I don't think so, because I, I don't think that my buddy Cody Finch, I don't think he's a big Wolves fan, but I know this. He loves the purple. Look at that van. Does that van look <laughs> familiar? Couldn't you see Wagner opening up the door and coming out? Well, if he did, he would be there to work on any electrical issues. <laughs> In your home, you know when when Cody Finch decides to hang it up, they're going to yep. say people he are going to say that Finch changed the you know, game, changed the game. You know, you might be exactly right because I'm going to tell you a few months back they came to my house. I had a light out in the basement in the laundry room. I was taking a flashlight down there to do laundry. I called Cody. I said, "We got to get this fixed." Not only did they come and get it fixed, but they were courteous. They were professional, and it was fast. Any elect. Any electrics that need to be fixed around your house, inside or out. So we're talking flickering lights. We're talking storm damage outside them that might have knocked out some power. They, Finch Home Solutions, will come to your home. They will fix it quickly. Finchhomesolutions.com or 612-357-2604. Finchhomesolutions.com. Let Cody and his team take care of it. And, of course, tell them that Purple Daily sent you because that always helps us, too. Um, yes, uh, EcoFun as well. EcoFun is also changing the game with all their fun things that you can ride, like scooters and ATVs and dirt bikes could be some great gifts for the kids or the grandkids. You can maybe win uh, parent or grandparent of the year if you pick up one of these youth ATVs or dirt bikes in stock and ready right now. They all have wireless kill switches, too, for the parents, so you can you know, be safe. Two stores to shop in in the metro area, Forest Lake, off Interstate 35, and then Burnsville off 35W and County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com, EcoFunMotorsports.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So I was trying to give this, I wanted to entertain the premise, so to speak, about Cat changing the game, as he said to Pat Bev. And what he, I think what he means by that is a big man that can be one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. He's actually one of the greatest three-point shooters of Great. all time, statistically, of anyone over the age or over the height of like 6'10". Mm-hmm. So he is, he is a great three-point shooter. He can also dribble drive and get to the hoop. So if he's just talking about athletic bigs that can shoot a bunch of threes and get to the rim... Yes, it, it, they don't like grow on trees and they're not just there's not five on every team. But I think if you're talking about guys who change the game, like that is a really that's a really narcissistic thing to say about yourself. And I just feel so if I'm going through the categories of big guys that change the game. Let's start with big man who shoots threes. Dirk Nowitzki. 
late 90s, early 2000s. I think he won a three-point contest, too, in like 1998 or something. So big man who shoots threes. Who who's the six foot ten or taller person? Or you can even say Larry Bird back in the day, but uh the six foot ten or taller person that gave permission to other big men to sit out there and be sniper three point shooters. Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. Big man unicorn who runs offense at high level, like almost like a point guard. I would say Nikola Jokic has found the cheat code for that more than Carl Anthony Towns at this point. Great. Also a good three point shooter, by the way. A uh, big man unicorn who dominates athletically, who can do everything, perimeter, dribble drive, etc. Kevin Durant is like six foot ten, six foot eleven. When when you think back ten years from now, as of right now, unless Cat adds another level to his game or starts, you know, racking up postseason accolades, yep. when we look back in ten years, you say, all right, who are the big men that changed the game over the last twenty? You're going to say, well, Dirk Nowitzki for sure, maybe even Kevin Garnett to some extent. Uh, Nikola Jokic for sure, and Kevin Durant as this wiry six foot ten, eleven guy that can do anything inside thirty feet. So I don't, I even like tried to entertain it, and I just unless he's doing it on a state. This is what he doesn't understand: doing it on a Thursday in late January on NBA TV or Bally Sports North against the Hornets. Nobody cares, dude. A lot of guys put up numbers in the regular season. If you want to be remembered as someone that changed the game, you have to do it in late May, early in mid-June, period. If Steph Curry was just, like, hucking threes and, you know, celebrating and stuff, and then they got bounced in the first round every year or didn't make the playoffs, would there be a sweeping wave of young kids shooting three-pointers throughout the country? I don't think so. You have to do it in May and June. And that's what I don't think he understands, or it's almost like he's trying to validate or justify like the failures, and that's why he says the Nuggets thing. Well, I mean, they had four years to gel. It's like, oh well, yeah, he's got. Look, he has he has no ability to take a step back and see things through anyone's eyes but his own, and that's the problem. Now, could he be a part of a trend of people that help change? The- the thinking because it's not it's the thinking of the game itself absolutely is he ever going to be like oh carl anthony towns is the guy who changed the game absolutely not and that is a very very small list but carl's problem is this and 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 it's a timberwolves problem that they have uh, contributed but it goes back who tells carl you're crazy dude who tells carl Again, the Timberwolves acknowledged when Carl basically came out and it sounds like made up that during the course of his rehab to come back said, I had a major setback. And the Wolves are like, well, actually he didn't, but I guess that's fine. The Timberwolves acknowledged they can't control him. They can't, they don't control him. And he is allowed to operate as a superstar, which at one point I thought was fine, but it's become quite clear. And like the Pat Bev thing is a perfect example of how he thinks because he doesn't clean up his thought process when he's talking to pat bev because he's talking to a former teammate in his mind he's not talking to the media yeah so and 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 when he is he says some outrageous stuff too but it was worse but this is why i'm done with him i don't think the timberwolves can't now get control of him it's too late they have allowed him too much leeway if you do a come to jesus sit down now he ain't gonna get that and so this is why I'm done here, because I don't think that there, yes, he is a marvelously talented player, but as far as the person goes, I think it's too far off the cliff of, 
you've lost control. Worry about what you can fix now or control now or can help you now, which starts with ant. Yeah. That's why I'm done. I, and I don't, and I guess we'll find out if they're done because I'm not totally sold that they are. So we might have to, yeah, might have to see what happens over the next 12 months and see. But I just, yeah, I know, those comments, man, just kind of, kind of classic. If somebody would have said, hey, do you think this is a real quote from Cat? Any number of these. I think we all would have said, ah, that's pretty far out there, but wouldn't necessarily be shocking if he did say something like that. This is a small thing, but among among the really sad tragedies of Flip passing, I think Flip would have been the only guy who had a chance long ago when, when he drafted him to corral this a little bit. little self-awareness. And that is yeah. where, this is where I will defend Cat to some extent, is that lack of a consistent leadership presence in the organization in his early years from like age 19 through 23. Absolutely. This is sometimes this is what happens. You wonder, I think some of his quirks would be his quirks regardless, but you wonder, would he be a little bit more of a professionally molded version of, you know, like a more emotionally mature version of what you see right now, if he had a stable presence, but I guess we'll never know. So, Anyhow, all right, Reckless Speculation Thursday. We will have Doogie for some scoops at some point. Over on Purple Daily, it's Kevin O'Connell Day making his return to the podcast. And uh, Flagrant Howell is also back with another episode later on on this Thursday. A big day across the Score North network of pods. Yeah, Judd? And don't forget, the three of us change podcasting. Years from now, people are going to say, say, yeah, the three of us change the game. Change the way that young kids came up and looked at hot takes on the internet.